When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Uh, today's a great day. Today's obviously a great day for our football program. It's great for our athletic department. I think it's great for our university, and it's really great for all of our alumni and the entire state of Nebraska. We have the privilege today of introducing the 31st coach in the history of Nebraska football, one of the best out there in Mr. Matt Rule. We're going to build a team that's tough. We're going to build a team that's hardworking. We're going to compete at everything that we do. There's not a game that I expect to ever walk into where we don't expect to win. We want to honor the people who take their hard-earned money. Like, it is such, it is not a burden, but a responsibility on me as the coach to know that there will be people from all across the state who take the money that they make with their hands and with their work and with, with, with just their daily toil, and they spend it to come watch our team play. And you know what, you can't win every game every year, it just doesn't happen, but you can certainly be a team that people are proud to watch. That's the type of team I want to be. From the spring game, to a practice, to a mat drill, to a weightlifting session, to a meeting, I expect our guys to be tough, I expect them to work hard, and I expect them to compete. And I expect that because I and my staff will do the same thing every day. I'll just finish with this. As we went through this process and there were bumps and hurdles and Trev had to overcome some things, you know, contractually and there are a lot of forces at work. Anytime, anytime things got difficult, my wife would look at me and she'd say, Admiral. She'd look at me and she'd say, Trev, trust the people. I trust them. I'm just so grateful that they trust me. Thank you so much. Um, Trev Alberts, the athletic director at the university... You heard from the athletic director of Nebraska, Trev Albert, the new head football coach, Matt Rule, in the open there. It's Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency, live from Hale Varsity Club, one of the best venues to stop by if you're looking just to catch a bite or uh, even a sporting event on TV. Hale Varsity Club is where we are. That's where you should be later on today. Alongside Damon Benning, I'm Andrew Rogers. DB, what a press conference that was. It seemed like the whole town of Lincoln showed up for it. Yeah, a lot of pageantry. <laughs> and I think moving it to Hawks from the uh, you know third floor was interesting because I wondered how it was going to go off. It's a, It was a ton of people. Um, a lot of former players, a lot of media, uh, just inviting so many of the donors and and uh, the f- the folks of influence. There was a lot of intrigue, and I, w- I was pleased, man. It was it's exciting on a multitude of levels because you're looking for you know a starting point to say, okay, hey, listen. We're putting this behind us. We're moving forward. And I think that level of excitement 
peaked yesterday. Well, you, you brought up a great point there by talking about the mentality, and Matt Rule definitely stated that early on in his press conference. It's, it's about putting the past in the past and moving forward at this point one step at a time. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that's the key. And he, he did a good job, I think, of acknowledging what, what was, but it's like I always like to tell people, and, and sometimes – you know, I have to have this conversation with a lot of my former teammates and guys older than me. And, and uh, you know, it's okay to embrace the past, but you cannot be held captive by it. Um, it's fine for it to be a benchmark, but it can't, it can't stymie your growth, right? Like, you've, you've got to be able to move forward and evolve. And I, and I think he did a good job of touching uh, and acknowledging, but letting you know it's kind of a new sheriff in town which I actually thought was kind of refreshing. You know, you could also tell that he was a, or is, a minister's son. When yeah, everybody there, says that, but I, that's such low-hanging fruit. Think about it, though. Wait, so I didn't realize it until the Q&A started, because when he was up there, it was like he was giving a TED Talk, right? Well, He was addressing numerous Don't you know a lot of things. bad PKs? Like, I don't understand that. <laughs> Preacher's kids. Kyle, no. you're young. No. I, was, I thought you meant, like, penalty kicks. I'm like, I've seen no, some. No, like, Preachers I don't know. Kids. Yeah. I don't know hardly any. God, I know about three or four, and it's like. Do they all talk like that? No. <laughs> well, so. No, the ability. So it's, a big, it's, it's kind of like a big thing to notice. Well, the, I'm saying the ability to command a room doesn't have anything to do with being a preacher's kid. No, but just the way that he talks. It, was like it, like it, he had modeled his dad? Yes. I could maybe see yes. that. So, and that's what I was getting at when, when he was talking about, like, you know, becoming a winning culture again and then uh, the ability to recruit uh, and recruit the right way and the product on the field, whether it's culture-wise, defensively and offensively, kind of coherently going together. When he was going through every, every word, I guess, it was like he was putting emphasis on the right words that I felt like I was in church. Mm. And why not, though, right? Because when you're in church, your f- full focus is on one person, yeah, I right? Think and he I, got the attention of the crowd. Yeah, lo- obviously loving the church and, and loving the classroom, spending a ton of time in the classroom. What I got was somebody that has taught. Teachers command presence. So the whole time, I didn't make the correlation of, of, of what, you know, where he had come from or what had been modeled. The, the whole time I thought teacher. I thought clarity of message, because that's what happens. Like when you listen to good speakers, that's what it is. It, you know what I mean? It does. It all of them kind of run together. They, yeah. It, if they, you're a good they, speaker, they, you're a good speaker. You're a good speaker, and and I think his ability to to work sequentially and command the command of his language, I felt like was a big thing it's an underappreciated skill set when you address the masses as a whole but commanding your thoughts with language and words uh, he's he's an orator he you can tell that he is used to being in front of people talking because there at no point did you get the sense that he wasn't in control of that room now I wasn't here for the Scott Frost welcome, and I don't want to bring up bad memories, but put both of these scenarios in play here. You, you take Matt Rule's presser yesterday. You take Scott Frost's presser. 
which had a bigger response, or were they kind of the same? I felt like they were kind of the same. Um, and there, and some of the similarities, just my opinion, and, and I'm sure phone lines will let me know different or to the same. I feel like the level of excitement was maybe a little greater for Coach Frost, but the level of belief I can maybe understand that. a little higher for Coach Rule. That's kind of – now, this is 24 hours, and I haven't, like, thought thought about it. I'll but tell that, you what, that, though. I mean, I was standing right next to a, a, lot of, a lot of the fans, a lot of the boosters. I, I don't know. I could have been standing next to former players, for all I know. And uh, it, it seemed like everybody was fully engaged when it came to that belief factor that you're and, talking and, about. And I think and, – and no disrespect to Coach Rule. But I do think he, has an, he had an advantage – if you're comparing the two, which I don't, whatever. I mean, the question was asked. We're not really comparing the two. I'm, I was. I think there were buzzwords that Coach Rule could hit on because he knows where we were. Right. So when we're in the audience, we're listening for certain things to be different than what it once was. See, Coach Frost had established a baseline, and so we knew what we wanted to move to or from or whatever. So. It was easy to compare and contrast, right? I mean, with Coach Frost following Coach Riley, we didn't really care what he said. We were just enamored that it was him. So that's the, that's the difference, uh, in my opinion, as somebody that I'm not there to be entertained. I'm there to glean information. So that's – I, I think sometimes – I'm not saying I listen different than other people, but I listen for different things and for different reasons. Because I've listened to some people that I think are tremendous coaches that aren't always great speakers and vice versa. So I, 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 I listen for what my takeaways were versus how I felt the delivery necessarily is in the room. I listen to Jim Harbaugh. You ever listen to Jim Harbaugh? Yeah. Jim Harbaugh does not give you the inkling that he is a tremendous speaker. But he does give me the inkling that he's a good leader because he has resolve. And he's, con he's got consistency in the message. But I'm not wild by what he says. You know what I mean? Good coach, though. S he's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to really be wowed, yes. I know we kind of went down the rabbit hole of, of fluctuation so, so I think, voice. So I think, I, I don't know. I, I, there were things that I think he hit on that really put me over the top more than just his presence and delivery because a lot of guys and gals can have that. I liked, I liked what was said and in the manner in which he said it. Yeah, you know, it's just interesting because I wasn't around for, for Scott Frost, you know, his first press conference, and I'm not going to pretend that I was around for that, but it's just interesting for me to kind of see the response now, knowing what people had to go through over the past five years, and to kind of just sit back in your chair and instead of looking defeated, kind of have something to latch on to now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not only important for a fan base, but it's important for the current players on the roster, the future players to come. It's important I'm to know that there's somebody here now that has a high ceiling, right? And that's Matt Rule. I'm glad you said you, you brought in the, the current players because I think 
some of us are a little too dismissive of the changing of the guard. It's depending on your vantage point. It's the dawning of a new day for some that have had relationships with those that they will no longer have relationships with on the immediate level. It's a different kind of handling of emotions, right? I, one of the things that you'll get from me sometimes is the player perspective just because I feel like I have a good relationship with some of those guys. And as a former player who didn't have to go through – I only had to go through one real change. And that was going from Kevin Steele, Coach Kevin Steele, to Coach Craig Bull. And even that was difficult for me as a special teams guy because it wasn't what I was used to. So just imagine like a whole staff or having it done multiple times to you as a player. I, sometimes I, I, I think we're a little insensitive about what goes on with those guys. I mean, there are some get, tremendous guys that had relationships with, with Zach Duvall. With Zach Duvall as their strength and conditioning coordinator. He was mm-hmm. let go yesterday. And Dave Ellis, one of the greatest nutritionists that I know, was let go yesterday. That's hard for some of those players. And, and it's I not saw, just the big guy. It's not just the head guy exactly, that goes. Exactly. And so what, it doesn't matter what we think of those people or what we think we know about those people. The, the, the players are the ones that know. And you saw a couple of guys clap back on social media about fans having opinions on guys that were let go. Caleb Tanner most notably was not happy with with some comments that were made about Zach Duvall and I'm just reading those things and I'm thinking yeah you have to be you have to be really careful about throwing stones with what we think happened because at the end of the day there's real people involved well it's a like, family it's like a family mentality real people involved uh, getting ready for a broadcast and uh in in Iowa City you know I could t- I could tell Zach's demeanor was different the last couple of weeks. And I simply asked him, I just went over to him and I said, hey, you know, I hope I haven't done anything to offend you. Um, I, I think the best of you. I just want you to know I love you. And he simply just looked at me and he said, it sucks, man. And he, he gave me a hug. I gave him a hug. And I thought, see, that's the reality of what goes on during these transitions that I think we kind of shove to the side. And I'm not dismissive of fans, but sometimes I have to take it with a grain of salt because it's very topical in terms of, we say, oh, man, as a fan, I'm invested, I'm invested, I'm invested. And you very well may be, but it is varying degrees relative to what the players and the staff are going through, right? So... It's not just as simple as, well, you needed to perform better or, well, you know, you, you should have coached better or, well, you should have done X, Y, and Even Z. Even though that's, that's it's the, a, it's the a, first thing that gets said. There's no question. And that's not without validity, but it does disqualify you in some instances to be able to say, well, I do blank too. Because you're once you separate that, that it's and about it's, the business, it's crazy. then you've removed yourself from the ability to relate to the players. It's crazy too because put, put yourself in just a normal job, right? Nobody's coming after 
we're right next door to to Cabela's. Nobody's coming after the sales associate at Cabela's saying like, "Why did you get fired?" Well, it's because you didn't do your job yeah. right. And but it's because you're in this high class position, a, a position that's limited to so few, and it, you kind of do take out that human element sometimes. Yeah. Whenever and, and it, whenever it comes down to so, situations. So like I this. so I say all that to say, Ar, that. When players and fans feel as though there's a disconnect, oh, we're different. No, man, I support you. I support you. No, it's different. Fundamentally, that's why it's different because it's easier for for those that aren't in it to remove the human element of it. Players aren't afforded that luxury. They just aren't. It's people that they work with and see every day that have invested in them. Right, I watch those guys set up breakfast. I watch those guys in the strength and conditioning room. I I watch those guys say, "Hey, listen, go to small group." I ask. I watch those guys say, "Hey, is everything good today?" So there's this transition period. I watch Casey in, in Charleston. I'm not. I won't get into the specifics. That's their business. As Coach Rule said, that that's their business. But it, there is a certain level of. Fear is not the word, just embracing the unknown. You know, we all know what's coming down the pipe with the relationship and is there going to be a vibe there. Like, a lot of different things happened yesterday, but at the end of the day, you have to rest in the fact that the brass and the leadership got their guy, and their guy has a clear message of leadership. We're leaving yesterday, and he says, hey, well, I see you Friday. I ain't paying any mind. Well, they're out on the road recruiting Friday. Now, I doubt that the head man would be in Omaha, but if he was, that'd be pretty impressive. I just took note of the fact that he brought it up. <laughs> like, he'd know. Yeah. This didn't sneak up on him. Was that not clear yesterday? No. This did not sneak up on him. Yes. And I, I, think, and I think it's no, very it interesting with all the false reports and people panicking for no reason. I won't say no reason because it did get a little dicey with some contract situations and the specifics on money owed and being able to work with Carolina. Like, it right. was tricky. But I can't about, imagine doing that paperwork. How about Trev, like, going back, like, just sticking to his guns and the level of trust? Nah, this isn't dead yet. Let's go back and you know, figure it's, this it's, out. It's great that you brought that up because it, it's kind of a situation that actually happened five years ago. Nebraska got the guy. They got the top guy, the guy that they wanted, right? Well, it's a similar case now that I would say it's a larger spread of coaches that you could have chosen from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at Matt Rule, they forked over a ton of money to this guy to bring him to Nebraska, kind of like how they forked everything to get Scott Frost to Nebraska. Now, it's, you know, as you look at the similarities, it's like, wow, you know, there are, there are those things out there like Nebraska went first, Nebraska got their guy. It's all about living up to that. They, now. they, yeah, they. So right, because compartmentally, they stayed out of the fray. Right, there are some other schools that have some. I mean, how would you like to be Auburn? Right, how would you like to be Wisconsin? Did Wisconsin? And it's funny what we think because if if we start with you go back six weeks and you say, hey, can Nebraska get Luke Fickle? I said it. I said it to you. Luke Fickle would would be the most expensive to get right now. The season played out. Cincinnati kind of had the season that they did. Timing. 
who's open, who's not open, who went first, then all of a sudden Coach Fickle is available and kind of missed, maybe missed the big window, right? So timing is everything, but it's weird in retrospect if you go back and ask, would we have taken Fickle or Rule first seven weeks ago? For the most part, they're pretty similar. It would have been pretty – it would have been – it had been kind of neck and neck, right? But what are we today? We're extremely happy because it looks as though, it sounds as though, it smells as though we got our and guy. And when you buy into your guy, it's it, better that, than that, being second fiddle. It's all so the power of the mind, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's really what that's really what this right. is about. We got a great show planned ahead for you. It's the Big Ten Wrap. We'll be talking to people all across the Big Ten. Uh, we will. Next, go to Tom Deanhart in Purdue. We'll then talk to Ben Wargall of Badger Nation. We can talk a little bit about Wisconsin and Luke Fickle Absolutely. there. And then later on, we're talking to Angelique Shingalis, and she is uh, the Michigan beat writer for the Detroit News. But a fun show planned ahead. If you want to call in to the phone number, 888-638-4876, we'd love to hear from you and your initial thoughts from the press conference of Matt Rule. We have some sound bites queued up, right, Shanner? We're good over there? Let's... Listen to this, because something I found very interesting that he said in this quote, and I want to get your take on it. He was talking about recruiting. First order of business for him, and it's to continue evaluating the current and future roster. You know, the good teams are doing both. I think as your recruiting improves, uh, you see the really, really strong teams across the, uh, across the, the nation. There, there's, they probably have less transfer kids. Um, but I think right now the first thing we'll do is continue to evaluate the roster. Uh, we will leave no stone unturned to find good players. Uh, they come in all shapes and sizes. We will take the walk-on program seriously. We'll take transfers seriously. We'll take NIL seriously. You know, when I talk about all in, that's 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 making sure that we have the money to go do the NIL at the level that the teams we're competing against do it at. So uh, we will look at we will look at everything. We just won't sacrifice the ideals and the integrity of the program. You know, uh, the guys that come here. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with a young man wanting to make some money. You know, there's nothing wrong with a young man wanting to make some money off his ability. Um, every one of us, we want to be valued and we want to be compensated financially. There's nothing wrong with it. The piece that I wanted to take away there, DB, was right at the beginning when he said that good teams use less and less of the transfer portal. Yeah. And, like, I actually sat back in my chair yesterday and thought, I never really thought about how little Alabama uses the transfer portal or how little Clemson uses the transfer portal. Absolutely. Listen, that separates these teams. Like, that's it. That's the pinnacle. That's what you need to get to. Do you remember the conversation we had with Nicholas Allenbaugh? And I said, gosh, it is amazing when I look at football and I look at basketball and I look at the transfer portal. It seems to be. And the easy answer would be, oh, basketball has fewer players. But along the same vein, it would be easier to be more disruptive if the pieces don't fit in basketball than it would football because in football you have more water, so it's harder to taint. Football almost, it doesn't work like that. With the, exceptional, with the exception of the quarterback and maybe a wide receiver if you're a Jordan Addison type, but those are rare unless it's a quarterback. The portal is just, it's, a, it's kind of a plug-in place, not even a plug-in play. It's a lot of times to give you numbers 
and not so much sometimes value. It is and Nebraska got fascinating. some good ones out of the portal. It is fascinating how the portal has worked, and they have done their due diligence to do it. now To filter it. it. Now, they also have some Drews and some Wins and, and some guys, some Kane Williams, that haven't lived up to the billing so much. But you say what you will about Mathis, uh, Trey Palmer, obviously, I, Casey Thompson. They've had some guys. I just I think football is fascinating. That the bulk of what you do has to be done in your own house. Our full question of the day, as Matt Rule is putting together his coaching staff, what's your current concern level with Vicky not being on it? Extremely, moderately, a little, not at all. We'll get into that a little bit later. Go to Hale Mercy Radio's Twitter page to vote there. Coming up next, it's Big Ten Wrap on a Tuesday. We'll bounce around the Big Ten, talk to some of our favorite insiders. Tom Dean next on Hale Mercy Radio.